Do you want to get cognitive dissonance streamed to your iPhone or BlackBerry? If so, download Stitcher free today at Stitcher.com. One story goes that Greek fire was given to Constantine by an angel. Now, angels are supposed to be these friendly creatures that instill peace and love. And all of a sudden, we have this one quote-unquote angel that gives one of the most sophisticated weapons in mankind's history to Constantine? Replace the word angel with extraterrestrial, and we have a very different story. What you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. This is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode, we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical. It's political. And there is no welcome mat. This is episode 40, if you can fucking believe that, Wow. of Cognitive Dissonance. We have not been canceled. The network executives <laughs> have seen fit we to extend to cancel ourselves. our... What are you doing? <laughs> a completely unfunded podcast. It's not that unfunded. Made it My credit card funds the <laughs> web, and then you do all the yeah, work. Right. So this is right. very funded. Right. Sure. This is, yeah. This is like the PBS model, except for we're not getting any donations. <laughs> yeah. It's the, right. Like it's just like the. It's the bad PBS yeah. model. We're gonna, yeah. You run on the love from your listeners. Yeah, that's exactly. That's, I'm yeah, powered yeah. by fucking love. That's what I'm fucking yeah. powered. I'm like fucking solar powered with love. That's what I own. Uh, I got a great big fucking love panel on my back. I've seen you, Tom. You're powered by other yeah, things. Yeah, well, too, I've so, got enough yeah. room for the solar panel. <laughs> that would not be. I'm powered by gravy <laughs> myself. I don't know. The gravy it's actually a gravy device. combustion engine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a GCE. It's a gravy combustion. It's, you know. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's the newest thing right. out of my teeth. It's, all, the kids are, all the kids are talking yeah. about it. It's. We have From, a guest, Tom. We do. We should include him. <laughs> we should include him. He's already spoken. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> We've got Dumbass uh, from Dumbass Guide to Knowledge and from uh, Invisible Sky Monster joining us. And uh, Hey, guys. Hey, D- I'm going to call you DA. I hope you don't mind. Oh, no problem. All right. So we got a story here, uh, DA, that we asked you to take a look at. Child porn found on Montana Priest Nintendo DS. Um, there's a fucking heap of wrong in this. Um, what are your initial thoughts on this? Well, uh, my initial thoughts, uh, my initial thoughts probably expose me as a complete failure as a human being. (laughs) (laughs) Because my initial thought was, who the hell puts porn of any kind on a Nintendo DS? (laughs) I thought the 
same thing. That's what makes this story so tremendous, right? Is right. that it's on? It's not even on a Sony PSP. Yeah. It's not even like on a on a more adult portable gaming system. It's on one made for kids, which I guess is child porn. So yeah, right. You yeah, know. sure. <laughs> But who the hell needs porn with them wherever they go? <laughs> you can't wait to get off until you get home to your computer. This guy, he's so fucking horny. He's running around with a DS in his back pocket. This is the same guy who's probably tapping his feet next to Larry Craig, though, in the bathroom. You know what I mean? Like, this is a guy here who just can't help himself. I mean, look at this picture. Look at it. This guy can't help himself. I think Nintendo should use this to their advantage, though, and move it into their marketing campaigns. You know, like... Are you a degenerate? Has this ever happened to you? Man, I'm not going to be home for two hours. <laughs> Nintendo DS. Jerk off in the bathroom at Starbucks. Oh, my God. <laughs> this guy, seriously, it's, it's, it's on a Nintendo DS. And the best part about this story, uh, DA, I think, is that he sold the DS to someone else who then found his prom on it. <laughs> This fucking guy, what is wrong with you? You know, uh, Tom had a great point earlier that you would just crush this fucking thing if you're done. You know, like, I don't want to use this anymore. Maybe he's repenting. Maybe he's done thinking about the diddling. Whatever he's Maybe doing. Maybe he moved to the 3D version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he graduated to actual porn. I don't know what happened. <laughs> But here's this dude, and he's like, you know what? I got to get rid of my porn-laden DS, so let me sell it to a woman who will then find my porn-laden DS. I know. It's, it's um, I mean, you know, if I'm selling my computer or something, I'm formatting the hard drive. <laughs> I would format this with a baseball bat. Yeah. It's got illegal porn on it. I would format it like they do the fucking fax machine on Office Space. Right. What are you kidding me? I would be curb stomping this. Though. You format you... with fire at this point. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I I think there should be a whole line though of children's viewable products that people <laughs> no. use for porn. I like I, I don't know that I like the way this is going. Tom. I mean, just think about it. Like the, the marketing possibilities are endless. Like you have like a Viewmaster, you yeah, know, the Viewmaster a... version of the prawn. One of those, one of those uh, speak and says that oh. just like moans. Oh no! <laughs> well, now they've got the leapfrog devices for kids. You know, I guess you know, teaching them how to spell S E X. Simple word. Oh no! Yeah, my kids got one where you take a pen and you put the pen on the Whoa. book and it reads the word. Oh no! So like I you could totally well, do the you know the pen would be shaped like a cock oh, and you put it like on a. <laughs> the marketing possibilities are endless. Hey, teach adults how to read. <laughs> <laughs> and that way you could legitimately say, like, hey, I'm in it for the articles. Right. <laughs> it, it, it does seem, you know, like a story of a pedophile priest is kind of like a story telling us that the grass is greener, the water is wet. <laughs> yeah, know, right. Because they're coming out so often. Right, absolutely. This is, this is we, we talk, uh, well, we're going to talk later on in this show about uh, about some other sexual um, misconduct by by people in, in religious authority. This guy, and you don't know, you're not sure, I, at least I can't be sure whether or not this guy actually touched kids. You don't know, right? And it might be some kids coming forward in the future that have been like, hey man, this kid did, this guy diddled me. This guy took my picture, put it on his fucking DS. On the no DS, idea. man? That's so crazy that it's on a DS. I'm never going to get over that. I'm just not. That's not an adult device. 
This is, but this is example though of a guy who probably can't fucking program his own VCR right. trying to use technology. And you know, his VCR right now is blinking twelve, and he sold a DS with a bunch of prawn on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's fucking reply all with a big picture of a kid spread eagle on something. You know he's done it. You know this guy has done it. He seems like a good guy. From this picture, he looks trustworthy. I look at this picture and I think this man looks like a. He just got stung by a bee. <laughs> or he's farting the most satisfying fart he's farted in his whole life. Or he just got done looking at his DS. Right. One of yeah. those things <laughs> happened. It's that post yeah. DS glow. <laughs> It's not the picture that you expect to see on a news article about some guy who's been, you know, he's got like the mountains in the background, right. majestic forest. It's like, what I expect. A shame picture, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, what I expect is a mugshot. That's what I yeah. expect because he's a criminal. That's the sort of thing. <laughs> but instead, it's this sort of wistful outdoorsman type. I don't know. Yeah, those wistful outdoorsmen <laughs> and their porn laden Nintendo DSs, when will they learn? <laughs> So we're going to visit again with Dumbass at the end of the show. Uh, we're gonna, you're going to wind up sticking with us uh, up until the end, and, and probably we're talking about maybe 50 minutes or so, all you people who want to just skip ahead and, uh, and catch Dumbass at the end. Uh, we're going to talk to him about his show and about his website and about all kinds of other great stuff, so you're going to want to listen to that. But until then, just listen to us. We, Lord, we just ask to, to be covered with the blood of Jesus. Open hearts, Lord. Open hearts. So, Cecil, we have got to talk now about... I think one of my favorite stories of the week. This is from The Telegraph. Uh, Cape Town Faith Healing event ends in one death and 16 injuries. Hey, these people were already sick. Right, right, right. Right? Like, these were already, like, sick people who showed up to a faith. Because, you know, a lot of like, healthy people don't show up to faith healing events. It's not like you, like, just ran a fucking triathlon. And you're like, man, I'm feeling good. I'm going to go to that faith healing event. That doesn't happen. <laughs> and when I heal my that sore doesn't. muscles from the triathlon. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, I've got a little hammy right, problem. Right, sure, yeah. You know, if you can, yeah. uh, my Achilles is bothering fix. me from all that running. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, man, when I was in the swimming yeah. <laughs> part, you know, I was feeling a little winded. No, fuck that. Like, the 16 injuries and a death oh, at the faith healing event. So... I love this because it's it's not just that it was neutral. They got worse. Yeah, they definitively got worse going to this. I have faith that if you're really sick and you go to a faith healing event instead of a doctor, you're probably going to get you're probably going to be worse off. That's just, you know, I have faith in that. I don't have any evidence to back that up except for this study here, which was done without right. without funding, you know. And there's no real control group in this study. But uh, but yeah, it's it's a it's kind of a horrible thing. This person, a person died, and then a bunch of people uh, actually got worse at this event. Um, when, these are all just pre- this is all like preying on the worst. The, this is like preying on the most vulnerable people because these are people who are you know probably out of answers in other ways. Maybe medically they're out of answers. They're just kind of fucked and they're looking for something. And this person is fucking ultra rich, 30 million pounds, which is, I think, our GDP. I don't know. Uh, right. That's like 150 million. It's, it's a ridiculous amount point. of money. Yeah. Uh, so this person's worth a ton of money and they're making more money, obviously. And that's what I think all those faith healing fucking sham things, even the Catholic Church gets into it with lords and it's all that all that fucking, you know, fake faith healing. Here, drink this fucking water and 
God's going to fucking miraculously heal you bullshit. And uh, and this is a case where, you know, that shit just does not work. And you can see it ain't working for the person who's dead. But here's what's surprising. This guy's from Nigeria. Now, they don't have any kind of a history of scamming. No, no, they're very, you, you know, know that's, so that's a little surprising right. that, that in Nigeria, yeah, that's. That's a little shocking. If they want to get the water, you have to give them a little bit of money up front, and then they'll give you the right. water, but then you have to cash the water in and send some of the water back to them. You got to give them your bank account right. number over yeah. the email. I think this guy must be a prince. He's a you prince know, or, or a something. barrister. I get him from barristers right. all the time. <laughs> Those barristers are coming into the fun, man. They should rock out with some uh, faith healing emails, you know, just really like join forces. Seriously, like like it's it'd be as effective, right? I mean, right. Might and as why well. not? And it's cheaper. You don't have to buy a vial or anything, you know. Just fucking hey, it's fucking faith healing. You don't have to touch anybody. You don't have to come near anybody. I've always laughed. Like, there's that idea. That, like, how would you do this over the television? That's just absurd. Oh, I know. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Why is that more absurd than doing it in person? <laughs> It's fucking magic. It's not like it's not like the mechanism requires a physical interaction. Right. There's no mechanism. Right. It's it's so it's like wait a minute, wait a minute. Huh. Now I'll believe some fucking bullshit. But really, you're gonna faith heal me over a TV? No, that's bullshit. Because I saw Star Wars and he force chokes that guy through the fucking hollow net. So it can, it be, can done. be done. I know it can be done. It's, so you just you got to use the right, force. You got to use the force, and the force is Properly. very powerful. So. Well, at least 16 yeah. people did not use no. the force properly yeah. at the faith right. healing event where they They did ended use up in the ambulances, hospital. however. They right. wound up using plenty of ambulances. 150,000 people showed up to this thing. This guy's raking in the cash, man. That's 120,000 more than are expected at the Reason this Rally. This guy is raking in the cash. I just pray over this equipment. We speak over the PowerPoint presentations, the, all of the video projectors, and we say, devil, we know what you love to do in meetings like this. And we say, you will not, in Jesus' name, you will not prevent this message from going out. No microphone problems in Jesus' name. So this story, Cecil, is from IGN. Um, Man. <laughs> Italy. Man kills possessed wife. Spends day with body. His wife is at least in possession of one oh. thing, a bullet, because he oh, fucking no. shot her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, maybe this is the best day he ever spent if she was like a nag or something. <laughs> Finally, some peace yeah. and quiet around here. <laughs> Honey, what do you think of the scenery? <laughs> one of these days, pow, oh, right in the face. No. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, yeah, he was a little. So, I think, you know, the thing is, is that he was unbalanced, right? They say in the article, oh, the person course. was fucking yeah. crazy. And basically shot his wife because he thought she was possessed by the devil. Um, so it's just a sad case of, you know, this guy's fucking nuts and had access to a firearm. Exactly. Yeah, and he shot her with a hunting rifle. I wonder if he was camo oh, at no. the time, you know, like in like a deer stand, like outside waiting for her, like put out a salt lick. She comes out. He's and- dressed like a priest. He's got the vestments on. He's performing an exorcism. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's just like. Douses the bullet in holy water. I wonder, and I don't know if this is this is the case, but I wonder if, and this is just a thought experiment, right, Tom? I don't know if this guy would have done it if he didn't have that sort of fear of devils that was sort sure. of ingrained. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true. But part of me thinks that if you're going to make someone so afraid of something for their whole life and make them, you know, really be terrified of the idea of a devil inhabiting a human body, then 
maybe this might be some sort of outcome from the unbalanced people that you tell this story to. Sure, maybe. maybe. I mean, clearly the guy flipped right, his shit, right. right? Clearly the guy's I mean, that's, crazy. That's fucking yeah. evident. So the guy flips his shit, but I think I do think it's telling that when people flip their shit, often they flip their shit and like a religious switch gets flipped. You know, and and this this switch gets flipped that says, you know, oh, my wife's possessed by the devil or my kids have, you know, my kids are all witches now or, you know, I've got to. Or they're unclean and I got to kill them, you know. Yeah, Yeah. right. Um, There's something there because it seems to be cross-cultural. It seems to be um, a recurring story and recurring theme. And, you know, there's there's something like you say, there's something about indoctrinating that fear and that fear becomes primal it becomes ingrained and 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 part and parcel of who we are and i think that you know at least part of the story is that when these people unfortunately have some kind of a psychotic break their mind goes to you know their, their mind no longer functions rationally and so i think it's telling that when your mind ceases to function rationally one of the irrational things it turns to for comfort and to develop stories and narratives to understand the now irrational world is religion. Yeah, and I wonder if you're not indoctrinated into it as, you know, as a child to think that things like this exist and as an adult to think that things like this exist, that demons don't exist. What happens when you flip your shit then? Yeah, I don't know. Do you It'd be an interesting question. The, I don't though. know what the answer to that question. It's just like I said, it's just a thought experiment. I don't know. Um but for me, it feels like this. there might be some sort of tie here. Uh, and and I, I also am an amateur paleontologist, so I've, I've spent a lot of time looking at the Earth's temperature over a very long time. So this story is just odd, just so odd to me. Um, and it's so telling about uh, the state of American politics. Um, this is a story from the, um, from the frozen computer. There we go. That's a great place to get your stories, by the way. The frozen computer. The best part is, is that you have all the time in the world to read them. You just nice. you can just read them, and you don't have to worry about scrolling. You can yeah, really you, focus on a couple of paragraphs. You know, it's all fucking ads yeah. where it freezes for me all the time. Though, <laughs> this is a story from the Christian Post. Gingrich calls Obama a Christian who behaves like a Muslim. What's that even? Well, that's fucking what, bizarre and meaningless. What does that even mean? <laughs> He, he basically says that, you know, he's responding to data that shows that there's still a significant number of people in America who believe that Obama is a Muslim. Uh, despite the fact that that shouldn't fucking matter to anybody at all, right? Like, he just picked a different sky daddy than you. Despite the fact that it shouldn't matter, despite the fact that it's not true, Gingrich is responding to that and saying, like, hey... You know, there's a reason people think that. People aren't stupid. People think that because Obama's acting like a Muslim. I don't understand what that means. How is he acting like a Muslim? The man owns a fucking dog. <laughs> I guess that hadn't, cons- hadn't occurred to uh, tell Gingrich here. G- this is a weird, you know, it, Obama behaves like a Muslim. He's also, I don't know if you knew this, Tom, but Newt Gingrich is also against the chicken fried steak, which is a steak that's cooked like chicken. He does not like that at all. He's actually very, I mean, no, but look at him. Terrifying. He'd think that he'd like that's- it. I mean, a gravy slathered piece of meat. This guy <laughs> looks like he would like it, but he's, not, he's technically against it. He doesn't like things that are like other things. They're both religious. What would it matter anyway? Like, well, that's the thing is like, what would right. it matter? Would it matter at all? And and what it is is this is uh, this really shows you that 
the word Muslim in Republican circles is a word to instill fear. That is what this really shows exactly you. It doesn't it say yep. that, you know, yep. Obama is like a Pentecostal. He doesn't say Obama is like a Mormon. He says Obama is like a Muslim. And that is meant to yep. say, hey, guys, I'm not in the presidential race anymore. But just so you know, we should probably get this guy out because he's like a Muslim. And that should somehow scare you into thinking that he's like something that you don't understand or like. Well, and you can say, I mean, you could just replace Muslim with boogeyman, right? You could just be like, yeah, you know, I mean, Obama is a Christian who behaves like a boogeyman. We should put terrorist in there. Right. Because didn't he have like a terrorist fist bump a while he back? He did do a, a terrorist, terrorist fist, fist jab. jab. Fist terrorist jab, that was fist it. Jab. So, yeah, terrorist fist jab. So, yeah, so, so you know, you could just put whatever you want in there. You know what I mean? You're right. Yeah, like he, you should, they should just be like he behaves like a socialist. Yeah, anything, you know, right? Like, Because that's another boogeyman right. for them is socialism. socialism. So socialism, you know, a socialist Muslim running on a platform would fucking make these guys shit golden bricks. They would freak the that fuck out. That would be spectacular. So it, it, like all he has to do now is just kill his dog. Like just kill his dog, change his faith, <laughs> and be a different dog. person. Does he have to do it ritually? Does he have to like yes. do it in front of a lot of he people? He actually has to stone it. Oh, That's no. what he has to do. <laughs> It's, the dog's trying to fetch the stones at like, first. I loved you, Obama. <laughs> this is also another another way to say he's not as right, holy as exactly. me. Exactly. Yep. God has no place within these walls, just like facts have no place within organized religion. You know, a new study came out from uh, Pew that increasingly people are growing weary of listening to this religious bullshit within their politics. Um, this is from uh, the Pew Forum on Religion and Public Life. Um, more and more people see too much religious talk by politicians. The numbers are going up. 38% of people are saying that there is too much religious talk and too much expression of faith um, and prayer by politicians. That is a trend that is in the right fucking direction. If only the politicians would start paying attention to it. It is pretty amazing. I I don't know tom if you if let's say that the technology to make this show were to have existed 10 years ago if this show would have even been interesting um i think really the political climate in america causes this show to even be interesting because they are the ones who are making this such a big deal and making religion such a big part of what they're talking about every time they speak there's almost you could go through every single uh, Rick Santorum speech, and he's going to mention something that is biblically based, that is based on uh, his belief structure. He'll mention God. He'll mention how we've fallen away as a country, how he's holier than the rest of the country, and he needs to bring the country back to that sort of thing. This is this is average fare for every speech he makes, and and I don't know that it's that's how it was ten years ago. Uh, you know, I know that Bush was pretty – I mean, Bush was just a bad choice. I mean, let's just fucking yeah, – Bush was a bad was choice anyway. Prizes. That guy was not a good choice for anything. Um, but he was a he was a bad choice uh, for a lot of other reasons. But he wasn't super vocal. At least I don't remember him being crazy super vocal, as vocal as, like, say, Santorum is. No, Bush Bush was Bush was pretty aggressively religious, you know, and he, he said some things uh, – you know about about praying and getting God's guidance before going to war, and you know that. So he said some things that were unsettling, to say the least. Um, but Santorum seems a whole new level of crazy. 
he seems a whole new level of um, aggressive about instituting what seems obvious to you and I, um, a sort of Catholic Sharia law. And right. we're not the only ones that have noticed this. So I've seen article after article about this. I mean, if you Google Catholic Sharia law Santorum, you know, you're not you're, you're going to get more than one response yeah, oh, to yeah. that. It's it's a significant uh, number of people who are increasingly seeing, you know, how unsettling it is to have a religious nut like Santorum use the bully pulpit of his candidacy to express and espouse these ideas and try to motivate people based not on, you know, good policy or reason or, you know, uh, thoughts about the future that, that come from any kind of a rational place, but instead to try to motivate them from this place of their religiosity first, you know, like let's, let's get them in the, like get them in the, in the heart isn't even right. It's not the heart. Like, get him in the soul like get him in the in the fear you <laughs> like you got to like tap into that primal sort of uh spot where people store this sort of nonsense i don't i don't know where it is but um that seems to be what he's what he's tapping into and now we're you know what does that yield for us it yields these ridiculous debates about fucking antiquated ideas of contraception like all it does is is yield regressive thoughts and regressive behaviors and it does nothing. I mean, when was the last time you seriously heard a Santorum address in a in a significant way any of the actual problems? You know what people people know all about his stance on contraception, his stance on religious issues, and, and homosexual agenda, and you know he believing that there is one, and, and all of this sort of nonsense. But you know what you don't hear from Santorum is like, really, what are your practical ideas to solve some of the economic crisis we've gone through over the past eight years? Oh, well, that's not even part of the conversation because they can overshadow that converse. They can overshadow the real problems by having this sort of shadow conversation about the role of religion in politics. Uh, agencies of government, the EPA needs to be rebuilt. But There's you no can't, doubt about but that. But you can't name the third one? The third agency of government, yeah. I, would, I would do away with the education, uh, the uh, <laughs> commerce. I, I, commerce, and let's see, I can't. The third one, I can't. Women continue to fill Rick Perry's Facebook wall with mock questions. Ah, oh, Rick Perry. <laughs> this guy, what a douchebag. <laughs> what I love about these horrifyingly out-of-touch, fucking ridiculous old men is that they have no ability to understand the intrawebs and the social right. medias at all. Like, they just don't yeah. get them. So they have Facebook pages because a staffer tells them they have to have one. And they have Twitter accounts because a staffer tells them they have to have one. And they don't understand how to use them. And they are the perfect vehicle for people to spam these assholes. And spamming they're getting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's great stuff. One of these I'm going to quote directly from the page. Somebody asked because the reason why they're going on to this page, let's just start that out. The reason why they're going on to his page anyway is because he's been talking about uh, the funding of Planned Parenthood and things like that. So they're saying now they're saying, oh, well, he's obviously an expert on women's health. So let me ask him my women's health questions. So what he's getting is, uh, and this is one of them, Governor Perry, I am experiencing mid-cycle cramping. Is this punishment from God for not getting pregnant this month? <laughs> 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 I love it. 
I love it. Well, they're getting they're getting ripped off of there because he's obviously got a staffer on, you know, that's working on this. And they're they're tearing down these quotes as they come on. They're deleting quotes. I imagine they're probably going to have something soon that's just like no commenting, please. I'm just going to post some shit. That's the best part about social media is it's like like those sorts of sites people don't care about. They want to have this interaction. So it's awesome that he's got it. He's got to. Like have a staffer wade through these comments the whole time. It's it's nice and mean, and I love mean. Well, I, th- I mean, you know me, Tom. I, I you love know, mean. I heard that about you. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> I, what I what I love too is that if you're going to use Facebook, you know, and there's no way. So this guy can't realistically sit there and say, "Oh, this isn't really a friend of mine. I'm not going to accept his friend request." You know what I mean? They can't do that. Yeah, right. And it's a public page, so anybody can just like it. You just and like then you it, can just yeah. post anything you want. Yeah, you can get banned and what have you. But um, this is a way for people – this is just another way for people's voices to be heard. And right. I think that you know what happens all too often is that people feel totally disenfranchised by the, by the public system, by, the, by po- their politicians. And they don't have any way to express their frustration. But now we do. I mean this is, this is a much, much smaller example. But – Social media is so powerful. It took, I mean, it helped to take down the government of Egypt. Right. And I don't think you can espouse these crazy fucking ideas for very long before people will find you on Facebook. They'll find you on Twitter. And it's not email. It's not a letter. You know, those things get buried. Oh, what? He sent me an email. Well, fuck you. I don't care. I just, I just hit delete or I just ignored it in my inbox. It has no effect. But, but Facebook is part of the public world. And it's not going away. And these people go on there and they say this hilarious shit. And it is fucking hilarious, but it's also like it's fucking Jonathan Swift style satire. Oh yeah, it's it's awesome. so it's so terrifically aggressive, and it gives people a way to engage the political process who previously did not have. Because really, let's be honest. Like, if you don't have a lot of money, your ability to engage the political process in a meaningful way is limited. I got an email recently. Um, let me find it here, Tom. Is it from Senator Mark Kirk? Yep. I got the same one. <laughs> I got a letter e- recently from Mark Kirk about the Protect IP Act. Now, I don't know if you remember, but SOPA was happening last year. Yeah. And I just got a message back. And it's it's a form letter. I'm sure you got the exact same form letter. Yep. Um, I wound up going to a site that uh, actually sent him, a pa- I think, a paper email, a paper copy of a mail, and it had my email address, and that's how he responded. So- uh, but, you know, he sent back a form letter back to me saying, oh, I, I'm for freedom and I like freedom and freedom is good and yada, yada, yada. I heard freedom isn't me. free, though. Also, I never fucking voted for you, Mark Kirk, and right. I fucking hope you lose next time. <laughs> You're kind of a fucking embarrassment. But uh, but other than that, yeah, it's nice to get a letter from some douchebag that I would never vote for and that I'm going to fucking vote against. No ma- I don't care if fucking Bozo the Clown runs against that motherfucker next time. I'm voting against Mark Kirk. I hate that man. Bozo is now mobilizing his, can- his, his, his election. You realize that. Fucking, I would do that, too, because then, you know, at least you get to play a fun game while you wait at the poll. You know what I mean? You get <laughs> right, to throw a fucking... Ping pong balls in fucking bicycle. Yeah. (laughs) So we're going to take a quick break and give you all the information you need to find us on Twitter, to find us on Facebook, to email us, and to leave us nasty, hate-filled rants on our Google Voice. After that, we'll return and ruin the rest of your day. You can email these assholes at dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. 
For more information on this or any other episode, visit the Cognitive Dissonance website, dissonancepod.com. Like our show on Facebook to join in the conversation. Just search for Cognitive Dissonance in Facebook or go to our website for the link. You can converse with us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at dissonance underscore pod. Help us out by retweeting and reposting our shows. You can call us and leave us a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Long distance rates apply. Your help is fucking greatly appreciated. So Cecil, this next story is from Right Wing Watch. This is a story about Kirk Cameron. You may remember him from Growing Pains. You may also not remember him from Growing Pains because it wasn't a very good show and he's a terrible fucking actor. So it is very possible that you won't remember him. He's also oh, the God. dipshit who follows Ray Kroc around. Like a He's f- also in that awful movie we did. We watched on everyone's a critic, Fireproof. Fireproof. Oh, my God. Is that what it's called? Fireproof? Fireproof. God, what an awful fucking movie that was. The worst movie ever. Oh, my God. That movie was so bad. I can't believe the hell we put ourselves through for that show watching that movie. Um, So Kirk Cameron just continues to show up in the news. Um, In this case, he's promoting his new movie Momentum or Melodrama or some fucking bullshit. Monumental. Monumental. Emphasis on mental. Yeah. And he had this to say about secular humanists. The idea of faith in government is inescapable. It is always going to be somebody's faith, even if it's faith in atheism. Even the most ardent atheist has faith that there's no God. And he goes on to say that secular humanists are imposing their faith on everybody. This man does not understand the use of words. What? (laughs) What does that even mean? And the idea that you have to have faith to be an atheist. No, you just don't have to have evidence for a god. That's it. And you That's have to all care you need. that there's no evidence, right? That's <laughs> all you need, right? You don't like they misunderstand it, and, I, and they really do have a fundamental misunderstanding about what atheism is. Yep. And it's it, the fundamental misunderstanding is that they think they think they they automatically prove that there's no god, and I don't I don't prove that there's no god ever. I've never done that. All I do is say there's no evidence for a god. Therefore, I'm an atheist. That's it. That's the extent of it. And there's no belief structure whatsoever that follows that at all. I don't have to be a humanist. I don't have to be – I don't have to like other people. I, you know, I could be the fucking Unabomber and be an atheist. It doesn't you – there's nothing else packaged in right. with atheism. Nothing yep. whatsoever yep. gets packaged in with it. But these people think that, oh, you're an atheist, therefore you believe in all this other stuff. You don't have to believe in anything. You don't other have to than, believe in evolution. You don't right. have to believe in, in, in the value exactly. of science. Exactly. You don't have – I mean that's <laughs> – Atheism isn't a fucking belief in and of itself. No, it's just a lack of belief in a god. That's it. And that's just such it's such fucking in- inanity to presume otherwise. You know, it's everybody. Look, we all have the same lack of evidence. It's just that for some of us that matters, and for other people, it's like so. Everybody gets to say, like, I have no proof there's a god. Right? Yeah, everybody gets to say that. Everybody. Yeah. You know, I don't care if you're if you're Muslim or you're Christian or you're Buddhist or you're Hindu or you're, you know, whatever. We all have the same thing, right? We all have no proof that there's a God. It's just that for some of us, we say, okay, well, since there's no proof that there's a God, I just don't believe that there's probably not a God. Yeah, yeah probably not a God. No reason to think that there is. 
For other people, that is not a deterrent to thinking that there is probably something there. How can secular humanists impose their faith? Secular humanism isn't the same thing as atheism. They're different things. Right. One of them has a different viewpoint. And, and really, what's bad about it? What's the, what's the bad? Hey, help other people. Yeah. Wow, help man. Help other people. Those okay. secular humanists are out to make people's lives better. And to help other and they, and with Those no pretext, right? With no, I'm doing it because of X, or I'm doing it, and I'm also giving you a book and making you realize that you should believe in this thing that I believe in too. There's none of that. It's just I'm helping you. Yeah. So long, bro. Man, I now think that we you're should helped, really moving on to the next person that needs help. Right. I oh, think we should really focus fucking our horrifying. fucking human attention on the betterment of our societies as a whole. Yeah. Wow. Uh, what an asshole. Yeah. Why do we listen to fucking child actors? I don't know. I, why do I have to listen to a guy whose fucking career fucking wound up being at its height during his fucking like teen years? Why do I care what this guy has to say? What is what sort of special fucking uh, platform does this guy have to speak on anything other than growing pains? You know, like if he had something to say about the show he was on in the fucking 80s, then maybe he has some sort of way in which to express something that I would care. I don't even care about it then. Here's the, here's the thing. I posed that same question on Facebook, and one of our listeners had an answer. And it is that because some someone somewhere once masturbated to him. That's why. <laughs> And I think that's the best answer. Like somebody was sitting there, you know, yeah. thinking about Kirk Cameron and, you know, getting a little happy. And that is the reason at this point. I mean, he was on the face of like Tiger Beat, man. And Bob. I like to that. think like, that there are still lots of people masturbating to him. Oh, God. Against his will. You Against can, his will. And he's very upset about it. And that's why he's on this crusade. That would be hilarious based on fireproof if there was like fireproof porn parodies. <laughs> That would be pretty spectacular. Oh, gosh. That would be the – that's like angry porn, though, because that movie, those people hated each other. They're Throughout so the mad. entire movie, They're everyone so hates everybody. You remember when he throws his computer in the garbage? I love it when he, when he fights. When he fights the garbage can in that movie, it's the best. If you guys, guys want to see a funny, funny, funny fucking preaching movie, it's this fireproof movie, which is just – it's just outrageous. It's about, it's about a guy and, a, and his wife, how their marriage has fallen apart. And then there's this fucking promise book or something that he gets. It's a really bad movie. I don't even want to explain the plot. But it's funny because Kirk Cameron is a giant wuss and he can barely kick over a garbage can. And, and it's he's fucking supposed to hilarious. be a fire chief. I know. God, give me a – that guy is such a fucking fuck knuckle. I hate him so much. <laughs> him, and, him and that Ray Comfort guy just want to clunk their fucking heads together. I thought his name was Ray Kroc. That's the guy who started McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Who's right here? Let me see. Comfort. Come for yeah, Ray Comfort. Uh, he's got the porn stash. It's Ray Comfort. Yeah, I, I as soon yeah. as you said it, I knew you were right. I was Ray like, Comfort. oh, I think I called him Ray Croc just a New few minutes Zealand ago. New Zealand is burying their head in shame because he's a New Zealand-born Christian minister. Oh so, my gosh. New Zealand right now is just covering their head up. In the name of Jesus, we speak that. This is from the Salt Lake Tribune. 
Jury returns guilty verdicts in Holy Ghost rape trial. This is fucking insane. Um, Terrell Dalton, the president of the Church of the Firstborn of the General Assembly of Heaven. How catchy. Yeah. Um, It rolls right off the tongue. Right. Yeah. Oh, hey, you want to go to my church? Yeah, what's the name of it? Oh, it's the Church of the General Assembly of Heaven. Or the Firstborn or something. (laughs) Dot org? I don't know. Here's the plate. Put in five bucks. So, um, evidently things get a little rapey at this church. Oh, no. But only if you're like a 15-year-old girl. This um, is... This, this is, is a terrible story. Well, it's a, it's, it's a way in which a predator gets a chance to work on prey in private, right? Oh, I'm going to fucking give her some exercise. You know, that's he's going to exercise this woman. And then he gets a chance to... You know, he's convincing her. That the only way to be saved from this awful thing is to have sex with him. And that's fucking coercion and rape and fucking awful. Also, she was like 15 at the time? She was 15. She was promised great blessings from God if she had sex with him. He made her have sex with other people. I mean, just just, just the worst person ever. Yeah. Just the worst person ever. And, you know, it's the thing is that it's not a surprise at all. That this guy used his religious power to gain control over other people because that's like it's like a fucking hallmark of people's religiosity. Like that's like you 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 have power over other people. It is not surprising that these folks abuse that power. It's not surprising that they abuse that power sexually. There's right. Well, they abuse it all these other ways, right? Right. And you know they abuse it monetarily. Uh, and then, you know, obviously they're going to abuse it sexually if they have an opportunity. And, and that happens. That's a cross church spectrum there. That's oh, not absolutely. just one church yep. that abuses power sexually. There's uh, there's countless churches that wind up where one person is in power over other people and, and uh, abuses that power sexually and on minors, on adults. It doesn't matter. I mean, look at look at the cults where you have these cults where people, you know, are there's like. 50 wives to the one cult leader. Uh, it's just it, that sort of thing. And it goes hand in hand. It's that's that's sort of the basis of it. And and it, it's perfectly evident here that uh, that this person abused their power. But you know, again, you're putting your trust in somebody where maybe they don't deserve your trust. Well, look, this guy, this guy told a girl that he was the Holy Ghost. Mm. I mean, he's not a ghost. Yeah, right. He's not an actual ghost. I mean, the Holy Ghost was a ghost, right? It was like a spirit. It wasn't even like. So how can a dude be like? He's not even dressed like space ghost, right? I mean, I would get it if it was like Casper shows up and he's like, "I'm the Holy Ghost." Be like, "Mm, "You're at least a ghost." Yeah, right. You have one of the qualities, (laughs) which is a ghost. Yeah, (laughs) I am. I am. I'm willing to maybe go the extra route and go holy here, but like, because you've got ghost working for you. Right. You know, if Slimer shows up and is like, hey, we should get busy. I'm the Holy Ghost. I'm not attracted to you, but you are a ghost. Wait, who would be? (laughs) I'm just saying. Bring up that Slimer in here. I'm just saying. I love how he goes down on those hot dogs. And then church members called this guy God in the flesh. No, he's God of the flesh. Well, yeah. Well, and he's also a ghost. Right. You really can't make up your mind, it seems well, like. like. It's Catholics, almost like he's though, got a fucking you know. spinner. And it's just like, well, what am I today? Bzzz, well, I guess I'm fucking the Holy Ghost. Oh, nope, I'm actually God in the flesh. I can't imagine how anybody can believe that this guy is God in the flesh. 
I mean, seriously, he's fucking God. I'm supposed to believe that I'm going to be like, oh, I'm going to church on Sunday. Um, yeah, God's there. So I'm going to go see him talk. Great speaker. Really? Very persuasive. Right, yeah. Oh, omniscient yeah. deity. Yeah. I mean, would you, would you ask say? him a question and just be like, hold on, let me test you, God. Here's a test. Ask him something that God might only know. I don't You'd be like, can, can you help me develop a unified theory in physics? Because you know the all of it? That should be a fucking simple fucking question. Yeah, if you're that God should be the flesh. Like, what's the recipe for orange juice, right? Yeah. Like, it's that easy when you're yeah. fucking omniscient and omnipotent. Right. Like right. It's, recipe th- for orange juice. <laughs> it's like, oranges. Oranges. <laughs> oranges. Yeah, we use we use oranges, oranges yeah. in that. I, yeah, this is it's it's a really sad story though. Uh the you know, obviously, uh Obviously sad because, you know, somebody's being raped here. And the person, they uh, the jury did come back and they convicted this person. Yes, they did. So they found him guilty on uh, two first-degree felony counts stemming from the allegations of rape in 2005. And he's going to jail. So good. I mean, two counts of felony fucking rape. Good. Yeah. Fucking, fucking go to jail. Enjoy your time in jail. He knows how to use it. Nine millimeter browning. Let's see what it could do. He'll point it at your mouth. Says that he'll blow your brains out. So we would be remiss um, if we did not talk about the story. This is from Chicago Tribune. Um, Trevon Martin, the death of Trevon Martin um, is is all over the news, and rightfully so. Trevon Martin was a Florida teenager who was gunned down by a vigilante fucking whack job for no reason whatsoever. Um, and uh, Geraldo, who falls into the category of why is anybody listening to Geraldo? Right. Blamed his hoodie. Unfucking believable. To blame the way this guy was fucking dressed for being murdered. I mean, doesn't this just smack of the blame the victim for the too short a skirt? Sort oh, yeah. of. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's just as repugnant a thing to say as you could spit out of the fucking gaping maw that is your poison-filled mouth. <laughs> yeah, fucking absolutely. I want a quote from uh, from Revaldo. Revolto. because yeah, he's fucking revolting. <laughs> I want a quote from Revolto here. So he says, uh, Trevon Martin, God bless him, an innocent kid, a wonderful kid, a box of Skittles in his hands. He didn't deserve to die. But I bet you money if he didn't have that hoodie on, that nutty neighborhood watch guy wouldn't have responded in that violent and aggressive way. Let's stop talking about the hoodie and focus on this part of the sentence, that nutty neighborhood watch guy. Right. Let's focus on that part of the sentence. That guy was a nut. That guy had a fucking access to a firearm, chased a kid down and shot him dead for no good reason. This kid wasn't this kid wasn't attacking anybody. This kid wasn't br- like in the process of breaking into a home. This kid and even if he was, that's still not a fucking offense that yeah. deserves murder. Yep. But still, you know, let's let's say he was in the middle of assaulting, you know, raping someone or or kidnapping a child or all those things that, you know, like maybe you could look at and say, "Okay, 
He shot him during the act of some crazy shit. He was holding somebody up at gunpoint. Okay, we can get or we can wrap our brains around this. We can say, you know, this person in, a, in this in the moment weighed the decisions out and shot this person, and now we have to deal with the consequences. And now you could have your argument about whether or not people should have guns. But when this guy is just walking through your fucking complex and you're like, hey, you have a hoodie on. You're a different color than me. Allow me to shoot you dead for no reason whatsoever. He's not. There's no reason. He's just a kid, He's and a you kid. killed him. He's a kid armed with Skittles. Fucking Skittles. Right. He wanted to taste the rainbow. <laughs> like that's all he wanted. <laughs> right. I mean, there. You know, I was I was hearing that they're, you know they were doing like the million hoodie march and what have you, and that there was a, you know celebrities are coming out like you know wearing hoodies in support of. Of this, um, and I'm good and good because everybody should be outraged by this story. What what is? I, there's so many egregious things about this that it's difficult to start with one. Right. Um, one of the things that that bothers me so much about this story, um, beyond just the, the just the hoodie, is th- this guy wasn't charged. This guy yeah. who who committed this murderous act was not charged because police could not find anything to contradict his claims of self-defense. What What the fuck are you defending yourself from? What did he pick up? Did he have the force? Was he fucking lifting up fucking a Weber grill and throwing it at you from a distance? <laughs> what the fuck did he do? Did he fucking blow fucking fire at you from his mouth? What the fuck could he possibly do to you? You had a gun! And Cecil, we talked a little bit about this before the show, but... What strikes me as very probable, just thinking a little bit about this, is I doubt very much that this murderer um, thought, really thought, that Trevon Martin had a gun. And here's why. If I think somebody has a gun and they're not breaking into my house, they're not threatening me in any way, but I think that they're armed and I think they're up to no good, I don't pursue them to engage in a gunfight with them, right? Which is what he must have thought right. was going to happen or should have reasonably thought was going to happen if he thought this other person was armed. That's not what you would do. You would not get, I mean, this is not the fucking Wild West. Right. You don't, you don't do that. People have some respect for their own life. So I think the reason he felt safe in gunning this innocent person down and killing them was because he knew they didn't have a gun. He knew nobody was going to fire back on him. He knew this wasn't going to be a gunfight, that this was going to be a murder. That's, you, that, that's, that's, part of the, that's, that's part of what is so baffling about this idea that he thought this was self-defense. You know, this was self-defense. He didn't see a gun. The kid didn't turn around and have a gun. He didn't have like a fucking water gun. You know, never, there's no there's no way to confuse the issue. And the fucking fact that Geraldo is saying that the person is dressed in a hoodie and therefore he's shot and, you know, this is how you should think about it. You know what? I don't care if this kid's fucking dressed like Freddy Krueger with fucking knives on his hands. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. He wasn't hurting anybody. He, he Nobody's injured. So I don't care what he's dressed in. It's like it's always been the little women that caught the vision of giving Beginning with Jesus himself, out of their private means, 
Some of you little precious ones have that little grocery money. Some of that little money set aside. Assure tonight the blessings of God on your family by giving it to God and speaking that. Say it. God, this is for blessings on my family. So see, so this next story is from the Daily Mail. A reliable source, I'm told. It is. It a is. A reliable source. Um, two former employees of the world's largest Christian television channel are accusing the nonprofit of spending $50 million. It's quite a bit of money. $50 million on extravagant personal expenses. I take issue with this. Um, extravagant. It's not extravagant to buy a $100,000 mobile home for your dogs. That's every dog. Dogs need mobile homes. They do. They do. I mean, true proper care of a dog requires a mobile home. Right. Look, you got to get, you know, I've had dogs, right? You got to get a, they're expensive to keep. Sure. You got to get a dog bowl and you got to get a water dish. You got to get a You got to get a stroller as in the second picture here if you scroll down. You've got to get them a $100,000 mobile home. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's fucking, oh my God, I didn't see that stroller before. Tom, I want you to scroll down to the third picture. Okay, now, audience, <laughs> I just I just want to say that if you look at this person, it looks like her hair is a symbiotic organism that has attached itself to her head. Holy it does not shit. look like a hair anymore. She looks like fucking Mega Man with a helmet on. She looks awesome. <laughs> she Man. looks awesome. <laughs> that is spectacular. I like that dude's tux that he's wearing, too, like the... Oh yeah, with the bow tie. It doesn't have a bow tie. It's got like uh it's got the mandarin collar with the two big black lapels on the side. Man. Yeah, that looks good. These That's two look style, trustworthy. Buddy. I <laughs> look at these two and I think <laughs> Here's all my monies. Yeah, I know. Like when you look at these two and the way they look and you're like, oh yeah, I would send them money. Scroll down to the fourth or the fifth picture and look at this woman again. Her hair looks like it's attacking her. It, it looks like she lost a fight with her head. Her face looks the same way. Oh. <laughs> her, hair, her hair looks like, you know, you make fun of Donald Trump's hair. Yes, I do. But her hair looks like a fucking pelt like I've never said. Like, I, like she just scooped out the insides of a dead animal and threw it on top of her head. Her I would like, uh, she goes to the salon. She's like, what do you have with like a, like a raw intestine look? What do you have you anything have? to where yeah. it looks like coiled small intestines dangling <laughs> from my face? Do you have anything that could make it look like I'm a conehead? Because I would really like that. Jesus, your hair, lady. Well, and, you know, I mean, this is example, I think. Uh, this is an example of giving your money to a church thinking that there might be some good works that get done with it, right? I'm giving my money to this church Maybe for my benefit. And these people always play it off as, oh, you know, you're giving money for us, but it's a blessing on you. And the money's going to come in here, but it's just going to help the church. And then God's going to see that you helped us and we're going to help you through God in some way. There's this sort of weird transaction that transpires. Give us money to get money. And you hear these preachers say that all the time. Um, But there's also people, I think, out there that give money too, because they think there's going to be some good works that happen. You know, yeah, I'm giving you money, but they're also talking about these missions that they run and all this, all the money that they give to help other people. But really, there's no oversight. There's no oversight whatsoever. And they can go out and spend your money on a fucking dog stroller and expensive dogs and a budget rent a car in the back here and a fucking, <laughs> you know, a, I mean, this fucking mansion here. 
scroll down and look at this $175 million place. It's just outrageous. The private jet, her fucking giant hair, all this money they're spending. It's outrageous the amount of money they're spending, but there's no oversight. So you send your money and you get what you paid for. Look, I think this is a reasonable use of church funds. I actually kind of sure. wish churches would just always use their money like this. Just <laughs> always do. Because then people would realize not to give their fucking right? money to the church. At least you'd know then that you it's know, a bad idea. But here's the thing. It is obvious that these people are leading ridiculously extravagant lives. And yet people are still pouring, you know, $92 million a year in donations, I read. $92 million a year in donations. And $150 million, then, is not that much money, considering. Who cares? Really? It's not that much money if you're getting almost all that a year in donations. These people have outrageous salaries, too. And they obviously have people around them that won't tell them that they look all fucked up. They got a bunch of yes men following around. No, you look fine. I love your hair. It looks wonderful. Oh, that's how you should look. You should <laughs> that's definitely a solid look. Yeah. half dye your face. Yeah, you should look like. You should look like the top half of you should look like a bear, and the rest of you should look like a human. (laughs) (laughs) This woman would scare Colbert. That's all I'm saying. Like, just terrify him. Yes, she would. If she were to rear up on all two, you know, she'd be. You can't take her to Yellowstone. (laughs) They drank her and (laughs) drag her to the deep part of the park. I told you, no, do not feed the animals. (laughs) There's one in a car. (laughs) (laughs) This, you know, here's the other thing, man. Like, you hear all the time, right? You hear about, like, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation donating tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars to charity to fight malaria, to do all these things, right? These people make $92 million a year. yeah. Why aren't I? Why am I not hearing about them sending tens of millions of dollars, pouring that money into research to fight disease wow. and poverty and you know real legitimate problems that good, like the, the like Christians have a stranglehold on morality. Right, they're supposed no, to have a true. stranglehold it's on true. what's right and wrong. It's true. They are bringing in ninety-two million dollars. Why isn't ninety-one million dollars of that going to? you know, eradicate poverty and hunger and disease. So we're back with DA, also known as Dumbass, who runs the Dumbass Guide to Knowledge website, the Dumbass Guide to Knowledge podcast, and the Invisible Sky Monster podcast. So, uh, DA, how did you get involved in the skeptical community to begin with? Oh, well, it was um, it, it was kind of a gradual thing, you know. Um, uh, well, I first started listening to podcasts uh, after uh, the Pendulette radio show went uh, went off the air, and uh, I got into a bunch of different kinds of podcasts, and then uh, I found uh, the skeptical uh, community, and uh, I've been, uh, you know, just uh, listening to all the podcasts, and I, uh, it, it uh, kind of hooked me. And then, you know, um, after a little while, uh, I, I thought, you know, because, like, I, I, I stay at home most of the time. I don't get out anywhere. You don't seem like the type. <laughs> But I, but I figured I wanted to uh, uh, wanted to take part in the skeptical community a little more, so I started up uh, the website, and um, uh, from there I uh, I I did uh, the um, 
the podcast, and uh, I've just been uh, doing uh, more stuff like that and really enjoying myself. Yeah, you put out a lot of great work. Now, uh, Invisible Sky Monster is different than Dumbass Guide to Knowledge. What's the difference between the two podcasts? Well, uh, the Dumbass's Guide to Knowledge is basically just me reading out uh, things that I wrote, um, uh, try, cracking a few jokes here and there, and just uh, uh, trying to do like analysis of things like, um, of course, ancient aliens. I do that a lot, but I've also uh, I've done other uh, issues, you know, looking at them with a skeptical eye. Um, and then uh, uh, I started uh, the Invisible Sky Monster podcast. I, I had an idea for a podcast that would be a little more conversational and invite uh, two people in every uh, episode uh, to talk about uh, the news of the day or whatever's on our minds. Now, the ancient aliens, is it difficult to be skeptical of such a well-researched and heavily documented <laughs> program? I, I'm not sure what you would criticize. I mean, I've heard the show, yeah, but I, I found yeah. your arguments, while exhaustive, think, uh, you know, spurious. <laughs> I, I think you could criticize the guy's hair. That's for sure. <laughs> like, that is absolutely certain that you could. Have you seen that guy, Tom? I've not actually ever seen that oh show. Oh, my God. That guy is awesome. No. This, if you, he's if a, you he's just, an internet meme, Giorgio oh, Sucalos. Yeah, all you have to do is do a search on Reddit. Go to Reddit and type in aliens. And I guarantee <laughs> one of the first things that you see is this guy with his giant hair. And he's got his hands in this <clears> position <throat> like he's almost like forming a sphere. But his hair is like straight up in the air. It's the craziest hair you've ever seen. It's like he's currently touching something electron <laughs> like it's awesome anyway ancient aliens go ahead dumbass i'm sorry i've done uh five uh articles five uh five shows devoted to like analyzing the claims of uh, the ancient alien show so far and pretty much every other episode i'm answering emails from people who uh, <laughs> these are the best by the way <laughs> <laughs> That's really the best part of it is when you answer the emails. Because these people, they, they come to your show. They find they must be Googling ancient aliens or something. And they come to your board and they leave these, like, comments to you. And you just eviscerate them every time. And it's hilarious. <laughs> the comments make no sense. Uh, well, uh, the last one, the, there was a guy who was um, telling me, you know, oh, you didn't mention uh, this. You're just ignoring these things. I'm like, yeah, I spent eight paragraphs on that. What are yeah. you talking about? <laughs> and they're, they're always accusing me of being, uh, you know, closed minded and not looking at the evidence. And it's like, you know, I just got what article did you read? I looked at every claim that they made. Yeah, but you did it in a closed minded way where you were trying to find out if it was true. <laughs> yeah, right, you know? right. And that's close. Look. Yeah. We skeptics always get blamed for being closed-minded because you try to figure out if a thing is true yeah. instead of just deciding whether to believe it or not. Yeah, and you look for things like evidence, right? So what are some of the claims? Let's talk about ancient aliens for a minute because I know it's a passion of yours. What, what are some of the claims that these people make? Oh, there are, a lot, there are lots of them. Um, there's um, uh, the Nazca lines. There are those uh, – uh, What is that? Now, now explain that to our listeners here. Uh, the Nazca lines are um, are these lines in the desert uh, that um, uh, made by ancient people, and uh, the big the one claim about them uh, is that uh, they're uh, landing strips uh, for ancient aircraft. <laughs> which <laughs> how know. did they get here to actually land first off? If they need the strips to land again, well, how did they get? Uh, anyway, go ahead. Not I'm only sorry. that, but these these lines go on for like miles and miles, like over uh, over hills, through <laughs> gullies. Seems like. That's a wild landing strip right there. That's a wild ride when you're coming down from another planet. Let me tell you, that defeats and, and the also, whole purpose of the landing strip, doesn't it? If it <laughs> That's baffling. It's like, supposed to be flat, right? Is, yeah. 
Right. But, and so and what, of course, you've uh, you've seen the 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 they've also made uh, these uh, images in the desert. Like uh, you've seen the one of the hummingbird, probably, or the monkey. Right. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I've seen those big ones from the sky, where you have to look at them from like a plane. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, they, they think that's evidence. Well, they were meant to be seen by uh, aliens. And it's what? that's absolutely, absolutely hilarious because, you know, like aliens come down and command that you make them big line drawings of monkeys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're not landing anywhere. There's not a drawing of a monkey. I'll tell you that much. Draw your local fauna. I'll tell you what, though, I actually would really respect an alien race that made us do crazy shit like that. Totally fucking like hazing us back then. It's like hazing ancient peoples. Yeah, hazing ancient peoples to make them do some crazy shit for you. That's that's the best kind of punking there is. So I think that that's perfect. I love it. I would love an alien race. Now, do they talk about pyramids at all on that oh, show? Yeah, uh, they they do talk about uh, pyramids. Um, there are a lot of claims about the pyramids. It's hard to go through them all, but uh, a lot of the the claims um, uh, have to do with how the pyramids were built. Of course, how could they move these big, heavy stones and things like that? Obviously, there's the the thing I think that most people don't understand. At least this is my understanding of it. Most people don't get how long it actually took to make the pyramids. It was twenty four hours, right? They just bang those people together. Think, and, people think on a modern on a scale, like, oh, well, we build a fucking skyscraper in four years, so those pyramids, fucking, we whack those things out in like two weeks, right? Like, no, like that's that's like hundreds of years to build these pyramids, right? I mean, I'm I don't know if that's true. I'm just no, saying. I, I, so. I believe it took around twenty years actually to Only build twenty a, years. That's not bad, right? That's a guy. It's a good turnaround. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and. Uh, well, you know, and uh, and that's one of the things they they often bring up. You know, like they they do the math. And say, oh well, if you want to do that, you'd have to like put in a block every few seconds. And it's like, no, they they had a lot of people, yeah. you know, <laughs> quarrying these things out and uh, right. and pulling the things. You know, they it averages out to that maybe, but you know, they they were bringing a lot of blocks at a time. There, there's an awesome thing on Despair.com that has a picture of the pyramids, and it says achievement. And it says something like, you know, there's nothing you can't achieve when you have an endless supply of expendable labor. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, right. Exactly. It, it's not shocking. What would be shocking about those pyramids is that they were made of, like, tungsten, you know, but they're made <laughs> of the local materials. Right. One thing that gets me is they often get caught in this minutiae about uh, little things like, oh, they're aligned perfectly to true north. And, you know, you can do that just uh, by... Uh, looking at uh, the stars, I mean, they revolve around true north in the sky. You can you can, you can get that measurement, but the thing is, you know, you you have to wonder yourself. Okay, aliens came down, taught us how to build out of uh, giant blocks, and and, the, and they were concerned that we built it uh, facing true north. Well, that's important. It's just like you know, making <laughs> sure that so no. I mean, come on. I mean, let's be realistic. If you were if you were an advanced ray, if you were an advanced civilization that had conquered the challenges of interstellar space travel. And you arrive to teach a primitive people something, right? The most logical thing you would teach them is how to quarry rock to build a shape (laughs) facing true north. Well, and the true north really only matters planetarily, right? Like, it's not like true north means anything outside of our planet. Right. Like, outside in outer space, true north means nothing whatsoever. Maybe it's super true north. Maybe it's like interstellar. True north, north means a lot. Which isn't a On, thing. Outside of our planet, true, mor- true north means nothing. Yes. What other claims do they make? I mean, uh, do they talk about Stonehenge on that show? 
Um, uh, they haven't. They didn't talk about uh, Stonehenge on the very first episode. I've been going over the first episode in the series. The one, well, they they call it the evidence. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> which, That's awesome. Which naturally leads me to believe that uh, this should be their very best evidence, right? <laughs> right. Now they show like, people. I think in like. Uh, uh, like spacesuits at some point. I thought I saw something like this. Is that is that something that you're familiar with? Where they have like pictographs of people that look like they're in spacesuits? There's this one like um, uh, picture on on a lid of a, a coffin that they've interpreted. That Von Daniken interpreted this. Uh, Von Daniken is the guy who wrote uh, Chariots of the Gods, uh, the the first book to really hit it big about ancient aliens. Von Daniken uh, uh, talks about uh, this uh, picture. Uh, saying that, oh, it represents an, an astronaut, uh, you know, just interpreting different things as being mechanical uh, uh, pedals or whatever, and that there are flames underneath. Uh, when really, you know, people studying this stuff know exactly what that is, this is. This is a, it's a scene representing uh, the guy uh, in between life and death, and uh, uh, all of the uh, symbols um, are well known to uh, people who research this stuff. So, so wait a minute. The, the, my options then are. This is either a picture of a spaceman drawn by ancient peoples on a coffin, or this is <laughs> a picture representative of the mythological understandings of life and death drawn on a coffin. Yeah, it seems like a stretch, Tom, that second hmm. one. I don't know. It doesn't <laughs> seem like it, it follows. I think spaceman. I'm going spaceman on this wow. one. Yeah, you know, I'm changing my mind. You're absolutely right. Fucking spaceman. <laughs> what? And, and what's their, what's their, uh, what is the main, I don't know if you know this, I'm going to ask the question anyway, what is the main contention they have with them not still being here? Why are there not still aliens if they were here then? Well, you know, they, a lot of people say that there are still aliens around. You know, they're just yeah, but those people are nuts. Okay, I mean, let's yeah, just as fucking to call the those. first group. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess well, maybe there, there's not. A, there's a lot of overlap. Yeah, <laughs> I guess there probably is. So, so they still think they're around. Then the ancient aliens are just aliens. They're yeah, still they're, they're still here. Yeah, oh, they're they're still here. They're just uh, sneaking around and shoving things up people's asses. So. Yeah. What? But why aren't they still commanding us to fucking make pictograms of animals places? I don't know. Maybe they maybe they found some uh, lone guy in the desert and are asking him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so if people, dumbass, uh, were going to try to find your show, your podcast, your uh, your place on the web, where would they go? Um, well, uh, my websites are uh, dumbassguide.info and invisibleskymonster.com. And uh, both my podcasts uh, are available on iTunes. It's the Dumbass's Guide to Knowledge and the Invisible Sky Monster podcast. You can just look me up and uh, give me a listen, uh, and I really hope you enjoy it. Yeah, well, uh, we, I know that I've enjoyed your podcast Absolutely. in the past, and I hope people people can uh, can head on over there and listen to your stuff. Uh, dumbass, it was wonderful to talk to you in person. Thank you for completing the bromance <laughs> and joining us on the air. We really appreciate it. I was glad to be on. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on, Dumbass. So we actually got quite a lot of email um, over the last week. So we do very much uh, appreciate all of the email that we did get. We got an email from uh, Terry. I think we need to talk about uh, Terry's email. Um, last time we, we did discuss Terry, he said that uh, he had a blog, and we asked his permission to put his uh, blog information up. And that information, he did give us the permission. So that information will be available on our website. 
Um, so you can go to dissonancepod.com. We'll have a link to Terry's blog up on there. Um, Terry also uh, rated us on iTunes. Granted, it was iTunes Canada, <laughs> so it's not like the real iTunes. <laughs> it's funny. Enough people have rated us in Canada, so we actually have a star rating up there. And uh, and thanks again we for do. letting us uh, share your blog. His blog is analyzedatheist.tumblr.com, and like Tom said, we'll put it on our site. So thanks again, Terry. We got an email uh, from Graham. Um, Graham's been uh, listening to the show and giggling at work. Graham makes an interesting point um, that – Atheism is often pronounced as if it's its own sort of separate noun rather than being pronounced with the A as the prominent uh, vocal sound. Like you would pronounce any other thing that you were like uh, asymmetrical, right? The A in asymmetrical in his post um, highlights the fact that it is not symmetrical. That's what the A is there for. Atheism should really be pronounced as atheism. So there's a little bit of a break, a little bit of a pause between the A and the theism to highlight that it's not its own separate noun. It's not its own thing. It's just a lack of belief in theism, not theism. I like that. I think that's pretty cool. We got an email from Brian, and Brian uh, said we had talked about the UAE last time, the United Arab Emirates, and we were talking about uh, somebody who listened there, and we said, you know, don't tell anybody that you listen. And uh, this person, Brian, said that um, that it's actually a pretty westernized place and uh, that they were deployed there uh, four times, and they were really surprised how open the culture and the people were. So uh, so it's not – we were under the, misimpre- uh, the the interpretation that it wasn't a safe place, but it seems like it probably is. But even still, I wouldn't be announcing that I listen to this podcast to anybody here. So I certainly wouldn't announce it there. Are you kidding? I don't tell friends and family. <laughs> this is absolutely right. not. We got an email from Simon. Now, Simon sent us an email, and he also sent us a, uh, a rap that he wrote. Um, I'm reluctant to read the rap or post the rap without permission uh, because it was sent as a private email. So, Simon, if, if, if you'd like us to put this up uh, for other people to view, we're happy to do that. I don't want to do it without your permission. Um, it just seems like your creative work should be uh, respected. But thank you. We, we really appreciate it very much. Thank you. We got an email from British Andy. And British Andy, one of our favorite Andys. Um, we have a bunch of Andys yes. that listen to uh, – to uh, everyone's a critic. Some of them completely douchey. Some of them very awesome. Uh, I remember really liking a- uh, British Andy, and British Andy sent us a wonderful sort of goodbye from his for when we had we had finished our everyone's a critic last week, and we had we're not we're now done with it. And he sent us a great message to sort of say thank you for putting it out. And I particularly like this line from it. He says, "When I say that I am astounded that two regular guys from the states put a huge amount of time and effort into producing shows." I do, of course, mean one regular guy from the States and Tom, <laughs> because he recognizes that I do no work. Yeah, he, he certainly does. Everybody he certainly does. That yeah. does not escape a lot of attention. Yeah. Um, we got an email from Matt. Matt has his own podcast, um, and he has mentioned us on his show. Uh, Matt, thank you very much. We appreciate the mention on your show. Yeah, it's nice of you to do. His show is called Broadly Focused, and it's a podcast where uh, he and another guy get together and talk about several topics that interest them. I did listen to the clip, uh, Matt, that you sent, but I didn't get a chance to actually down your, download your show, but I will do it. Um, 
It's a growing show. It's brand new, six episodes. Uh, so, uh, so we're happy that you're uh, you're out there in the podcasting world. Uh, he's very careful to say that he doesn't want to use anything that we do, and that he wants to sort of keep his podcast as separate from us as possible. He even goes to, uh, to mentioning that you know he want he wanted to use some of the clips, but we use some of the clips that he wants to use. Just so you know, I don't own these clips. Uh, these clips are most of the time I'm just using fair use clips that I find in movies and things like that, and I'm just using them. So you know, imitate is the finest form of flattery. If you think there's a clip in our show that you want to use and you think it's great, go ahead and use it. I mean, you're not going to... The idea that podcasters are somehow stealing listeners from one another, everything's free. There's no way... There's no right. There's no stealing from anyone. So don't worry. Uh, uh, we're very happy that you mentioned us and and uh, and I hope your show goes great. I'm going to... Like I say, I'm going to get try to give it a, a full episode a listen. Uh, you guys seem like you had a, a good rapport with each other and your sound quality is very good. So you're already steps ahead of a lot of different podcasts out there. So good luck to you. And like I say, I'll give you guys a listen. Yeah, I'll be listening this week as well. And thank you very much for the email and for the uh, mention. Um, I do think we need to bring up uh, a, a heartfelt and sincere thank you to everybody who voted um, in the About.com poll. It's now ended. Um, we put on a hell of a showing um, through that. It doesn't look like we're going we're gonna to win at the uh, penultimate moment. The atheist experience uh, you know, must have mobilized. And, but I'm just so incredibly grateful that our show, which is less than a year old at this point, um, did as well as it did, that that our listeners were as engaged and as willing to vote um, as they were. And I just want to say thank you because it means the world to me. So. Maybe next year. You know, it was it was nice to, to make such a good showing, though. And we congratulate everybody who got mentioned in that poll. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I just want to real quick ask people, if you haven't already, find us on Facebook and like us on Facebook. That community is growing um, and those conversations are growing. So, um, if you've not already uh, found our page on Facebook, uh, just search for Cognitive Dissonance. Um, you can also find us on Twitter and follow us on Twitter. Um, we'd appreciate it if you do that. We post all the stories that we're going to talk about uh, through the week um, are generally uh, posted on Facebook most of them, and yeah. uh, tweeted out. Yeah. So for the most part, you'll, you, you can kind of get a sneak preview of what we're going to be uh, harassing you about by engaging us on those community websites. We did get a Google Voice uh, from James. Now, James left a three-minute-long Google Voice, and I will tell anybody who leaves a giant, long Google Voice like that that it's difficult to play the entire thing. James was impassioned about the Trevon Williams case, and I I understand. I am going to play an edited version. Actually, he was so angry in his post, Google Voice finally stopped listening. It was just like, you know what, I'm just done. I've got to shut you off at this point. So he got cut off at the end of it. So I'm going to play you an edited version now of what James had to say. Hey, Cecil. Hi, Tom. This is James, and I am mad as hell. I am just so livid and disappointed with the case involving Trayvon Martin, the 17-year-old African-American kid who was shot and killed by a Zimmerman fellow who, uh, after being told by a police dispatcher not to pursue Trayvon Martin, presumably because, as far as the police dispatcher could tell, there was nothing fucking going on. Uh, I listened to the 911 tape yesterday on the news. I heard it on the news, and I was like, that guy hunted a kid down and shot him and is saying it was self-defense. And the thing that got me yelling at the radio this morning, however, was the response of the mayor of the town of Sanford, Florida. I don't even know what this douchebag's name is, but 
What he said was, well, this court's being tried, this case is being tried in the court of public opinion. And that's when I snapped. And I shouted, that's because you didn't convince the asshole and try it in a court of law. So there's no other fucking option. And then he goes on to say, and if we've made a mistake, I want someone to tell us. Well, that's what they're fucking trying to do, is to tell you you made a mistake. So fucking arrest the murderer and try his ass. And if he was in the right, it'll come out in the trial. That's what the trial is there for. And I think James echoes our our frustration that, uh, you know, this is this is also a gun control yep. issue. Yeah, it, it's absolutely a gun control issue. And, you know, we've. We've discussed this before in, in our other show, Everyone's a Critic, and we've talked about it on this program as well. Um, you and I are both gun owners, but I think, you know, at least personally, I, I would I would get rid of my gun tomorrow if there could be laws that I think would be effective in eliminating guns from the hands of private citizens. Um, it's it's uh, it's not necessary, and all too often you put a gun in the hand of one of these nut jobs, and uh, you see the kind of devastation that they wreak. Um, and, and the havoc that they cause and the despair among families that's engendered by a culture so steeped in uh, guns and violence. Uh, if this guy was not armed with a gun, uh, I don't think that we would have some sort of tragic end to this. You know, the kid, maybe the kid got tackled and held until the cops right. got there. You know, what's the worst thing that happens if the guy doesn't have a gun? Does he bring a knife out? Pe- yeah, I don't people know, get a lot fucking I, braver I, when they're armed. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you know, also killing someone with a knife is a lot harder than killing someone yep. with a gun. You know what I mean? I know you can do it. Yeah, absolutely. You can do it. But you know what? Um, it's a, it's not the same thing. A point and shoot fucking two fucking calories of energy used at pulling a fucking trigger is not the same thing. And you can really, you know, one shot can kill someone. And uh, and having human beings have the choice to kill another human being so easily is a bad decision all around. Um, we're probably going to get a ton of lighters about this, but that's fine. We're willing to take yep. the heat for that. So, so uh, we want to thank Dumbass again for coming on the show. Uh, his show and w- uh, website are dumbassguy.info. You can check him out there. And also at invisibleskymonster.com. Uh, he puts on some a couple of podcasts. You should give him a listen. And thanks again, Dumbass, for coming on. And as usual, we will leave you with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter mommy issue hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician double bubble toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative acupunctuating pressurized stereogram pyramidal free energy healing water downward spiral brain dead pan sales pitch late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. 
Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council.